I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Attainable Podcast. I am here with Abby Helfer, and we met on Instagram as um, all, apparently all my friends meet, and she has the coolest energy. We're going to talk today about travel, about changing careers, about working online, about all her adventures and everywhere she's been. She's a super cool person, and we're also basically twins. Like, our stories are very similar, and uh, honestly, before we started recording, we were like... I mean, instantly hit it off. And then we were like, we have to start recording now because all this energy is going to bubble over and we're not going to get it on, on the mic. So hello, Abby. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited. And I loved our jam sash before we even started recording. And we're like, push record right now because this is we need to push record. So- I'm like sweating. And now granted, it's because this house is so hot, but also my energy yes. is like coming out of my pores. I'm sweating <laughs> and my seat is leather and I'm wearing shorts. So you oh, know so the thigh sweat is just like slipping all around. So if you hear me just fall, just like let it happen. I love this. Well, I love that I'm in like a cute little top here, but I'm totally in pajama shorts on the bottom because that's oh yeah, I stopped. So. like trying I, I shouldn't say stop trying but I really do have like a I don't know how to like dress up anymore I'm like Not I don't anymore. know this is Not what I wanted to do I just can't I just can't I'm like look I I'm in crop tops and denim shorts pretty much all the time sometimes I do have a, a jean jacket like on the back of my chair for if I'm like meeting with like a newer client or something I like put it on and to look a little bit more sophisticated just over whatever I have I don't care if it matches it's just like (laughs) jean jacket or like a different kind of jacket if there's a jacket on you look like you have it together even though it's the middle of now it's September but it was like middle of June and I'm like putting on a jacket for no reason whatsoever (laughs) oh my gosh I am so pumped to be here I love your energy I love this podcast I am so excited about all the topics that we're going to be digging into this is going to be it's going to be so good it's going to be really good I'm very excited okay so let's go ahead and dive in Um, Can you give like just a brief synopsis on who you are, what you do, where you came from, all the things? All the things. I love it. So I'm Abby. I am a visibility and confidence coach who works with heart-led entrepreneurs, helping them grow their business. I like to stay like stepping into your boldest boss self, getting super visible. Um, my favorite word in the world is limitless. And I that's my word. And I love to share it with my clients and help my clients step into lives and businesses that feel limitless to them. So that's what I do. That's what I love to do. Love it. Where, but you didn't start with business. Not at all. (laughs) Where, where did, uh, I mean, not like where you were born, but let's go back. Let's Let's go back back. in time. Let's go to where it it starts. Let's Let's take it back. College. Cause we were just jamming about this because I actually did not start in business coaching. I have my degree in biology. So I started in some majors. Bio, we got bio, we got chemistry, right? That's where I started. I was pre-veterinary track. That's what I wanted to do. That was the this is what I'm going to do. This is a lot of what I was, I'll put air quotes, felt like I was supposed to do during that time, right? Should do this. I should have a career that's People talk about should. They also don't talk about supposed to. I'm like every, that has to, I'm having like issues with that. I think like we go in like these roller coasters of, oh, you know, oh yeah, I'm totally not into that. And all of a sudden these weird behaviors come in. And the last like couple months, I'm like, oh my God, should is back. And we're not about her. I'm just not about her. No, no, thank you. Sorry, should, but- (laughs) 
No, thanks. But it, it's true though. And we do fall into the shoulds and supposed tos. And sometimes we don't even realize it until we, we take a moment and pause. And that was me after college. I had my, my piece of paper, my biology degree. And I was like, I actually don't know what I want to do with my life. And oh my gosh, wait, I need to pause. And so I did, I did pause. And I, that was during the time too, that I know we had talked about military stuff as well. I reconnected with my now husband. He was active duty military. He was in the Navy. So I started a journey of traveling and moving a lot, very frequently, which meant that I fell into lots of different jobs, lots of different things. I always had a new job. I was pivoting like crazy, trying to figure myself out. We moved, we moved overseas and I had what I called my like mid twenties crisis, identity crisis, Mm -hmm. where I realized I was putting so much pressure on an identity with my career. Like I didn't know who I was if I didn't have a career title that I was proud of. Yeah. 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 You hear me? You say like the title thing. I was like, oh, my, I hate, even to this day, I hate when people ask me what I do. What I do. I'm like, and I should, especially now, be a lot more proud of it. You know, we'll work on that in therapy later. But like, I hate, I would hate when people are like, what do you do? Or what are you doing? Or what are you working towards? Especially back then, I was like, I don't even know. Yes. I don't even know. It's, it's not what you do, but what about like, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? What lights you up? Right. Those are the questions that dig deeper because we're not always working a job that identifies with our like soul purpose and our soul work. So I had this like moment. I was like, I need to figure this out and I need to figure out this, like me, who am I? What do I like to do? What am I all about? So I had just this pause in my life to just figure this out. I got super curious. This is when I started traveling more, just really learning about myself. And eventually that led into coaching and wanting to do the same for other people. I did life coach training and started life coaching. And then eventually it's pivoted to business because I truly just love working with the entrepreneur. That's, that's my jam. I love it so much. So it's just that reminder though of of the pivoting and that it takes time to sink into what you really want to do. And I, I pivoted a lot and I'm so glad that I did. I'm so grateful for early twenties, me being brave enough to say, Nope, we're going to try something else. (laughs) We're going to do something different. (laughs) So, okay. I have a couple questions. First one is like the moving around, like getting like several jobs as like, I don't know at the time if you were married or not, but we'll say military wife going around. And what was that? mentally like because even that it almost feels like a lack of security or like what was that like in your head that you were like hopping jobs and things weren't feeling permanent and this is totally a curious thing as somebody who did put so much emphasis on her career did that feel like good did you like getting a bunch of different jobs did it feel like you were staying stagnant what was that what did that feel like Such a great question. It felt really messy at the time. At the beginning, it felt very stressful because I looked around at other people who I may have graduated with who were also establishing their career. And I felt like I was behind, which was weird because there's no, there's no real race, right? There's no race to success, but I feel like sometimes we feel that there is. And I felt behind, like I wasn't living up to my air quote potential. So for a time there, it felt stressful. And it felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And then I had that mindset shift of, wait a second, this is my life. 
This is my life. What do I actually want to be doing? How do I determine purpose for myself separate from a job? And when that shifted over, it was like light bulb. And I started to work on myself and do the things that I wanted to do outside of my, you know, my nine to five job. And it's funny because that led to actually me stepping into the career that I meant to be in, but it was just the permission to just enjoy learning about myself, prioritizing myself and not self-identifying through the specific job title. But it was a it was a switch that had to be made because before it was very stressful before that switch. Yeah. And it does feel like I feel like something that switches or clicks and it's something that's usually really hard to push. And then as soon as you push it, you're like, okay, this is different. This is whole new level. Like we are doing something different now. So how did you take what you wanted to do and this kind of dream life. I don't know if you wrote down goals or, or anything like that, but this dream life that you had uh, were envisioning or even just the answer to the question, like, what do I want to do? How did you take that and then take steps to make that into reality, including, you know, bringing more fun or, Hey, discovering you like travel or those kind of things. Oh, I love this question. So I have a formula that I use for myself because I'm a travel. I know you like to travel. I like metaphors and like traveling metaphors. So I always picture my goal setting kind of like this really beautiful hike and that I wanted to get to the end of the hike, right? When we go on a hike, we're, we're going to a destination. So I would think about what do I want the destination to look like? And the destination would be that big vision, that dream life, that ideal situation. I would allow myself to, to forecast the destination, think about it, look at it, feel it. But then I would start to back up and start to look at the mile markers ahead of me. So like when you hike, you pick up your compass, you align it toward that destination. I'm glad you're explaining this because like girlfriend, if I've never hiked like that. I don't think my hand has touched a compass. Well, Um, old school hiking, right? Okay, totally. I'm like more engulfed in that. I'm like, oh my God, she's taking a compass. Imagine if there were no like trails. It's just like, here you go. Here's your hike. And you have your compass. You're going to look in the direction of where you're going, but you're not going to sit with your head, like in your compass the entire time. Like you have to look ahead of you. So I always said, okay, well, what's the next mile marker that I can see in the direction of this vision. So like, I think of it, like I'm okay, that tree up there, I'm going to walk to that tree, that tree in the, in the future, I'm going to walk to it. And then when I get to that tree, I'll figure out the next mile marker. So I started doing these little mile markers in my life that felt in alignment to the big vision, little baby steps. And overall it's leading me in the direction where I want to be going. This feels very attainable. Yeah. It's very attainable because I can't like the big picture goal setting still makes me want to bomb. Like I (laughs) (laughs) goal setting freaks me out. Like the big picture thing. I I love listening to it. I can hear it when other people like describe their big picture, like ask me really enticing questions. I'm like, this is really neat. But then I automatically like start feeling, oh, like, why aren't you there yet? Like you've, you know, you're done. It's, it's really weird. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I don't have my bungalow in Bali and I don't have a bunch of real estate and properties. And I also am not a multimillionaire, but it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? It's Thursday. Like what it, we're kind of late. And so the mm. mini, I, and I really, I like that idea because I'd have to give myself something small, like yes. pretty easy to achieve at first, because I'm like, okay, we just, we need to give some like little treats down the road to show like, okay, we are making progress because otherwise if I look too far and I'm like, oh, I'm not at the des- destination yet. I start feeling like, oh, this wasn't even worth it. I'm not even doing the right thing. I'm not even there yet. So I might as well just like kerplunk and give up. 
Mm, I so hear you on this. I so hear you. Cause sometimes our visions are so big and beautiful, but we can't actually like feel into them yet because they feel so far away and it's hard to feel connected to that. And it's, it's also a reminder. There's so many steps in that journey to getting there. So it's like small mile markers that we can celebrate along the way, baby steps. Like I always just think in my mind, like what is the next tree ahead of me? Like, where am I walking to today? Like you said, like Thursday, where am I going to get to that dream? And also remembering too, that the purpose of a hike, if we're using the hike analogy is to enjoy the hike. It's not really the destination. When you're at the destination, it's cool. You're like, yes, I did it. And you have all these feels, but we also want to enjoy the whole process of getting there. And I think when we do make these mile markers and we slow down a bit and start to celebrate the small steps, we actually enjoy the journey a lot more. Yeah. Oh, it's about fun, right? We want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So how did you, let's talk about fun because it's yeah. very much a part of your brand. It's very much a part of your message. And I find it very interesting because I think that it's a hard conversation to have because mainly because it can get very confusing. How did you incorporate fun and adventure and travel into your like dream, your vision, and eventually like your coaching business? How did, how did you intertwine that without it feeling like a whole separate thing? Cause it usually I think in my head, I'm like, okay, I work and I like to travel, but you've done this really interesting blend where you're like, no, you know, what a, like this cohesive life that you can create where your work fuels your hobbies and your travel and you like to have fun. Okay. Your work is like a part of that. Explain that entire concept, please. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yes. So I asked myself, what do I want my business to do for me? What are the core feelings that I want my business to provide in my life, right? I'm, I'm choosing to put my time and energy in working this business. Like, what do I want this business to give to me? And I'm like, the core feelings I want to have is like, I want freedom. I want fun. I want adventure. I want these core feelings in my life. Ultimately, that's the big goal in my business. So I said, how do I start bringing these feelings into the today, right? They're not something I'm going to be feeling in 10 years when I'm successful with air quotes, right? I want to feel that today. So I ask myself, how can I feel these feelings every single day in my business? And for me, fun is a huge part of that. I want my business to help me live a very fun life. I ask that of my business. And that's sort of the mindset I have with it. Like my business is here to meet my needs. And so what do I want to request of my business? And I want And this is business. something that people can apply to a career as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I would say like, what are the feelings you want this career to provide for you? And get curious because usually we all say money, right? That's the first thing. It's like, I want this to provide money. And yes, I love money. But what are the feelings underneath the money? Is it freedom? Is it travel? Is it adventure travel? Like, what do you really want the feelings of money to give you? so that we can bring that into today and then start enjoying those pieces. Again, it comes back to that having fun in the, in the journey, not just the destination. So for me, fun's important value. And so I bring that into my daily practice, into my business so that it's not separate because we know life and business gets so intertwined. <laughs> oh, <just> very <laughs> intertwined, very intertwined, especially like, I mean, as an ad like adult, I hate that word, but you know, I'm going into like, I still don't feel like an adult. I don't like, feel like an adult. adulthood. <laughs> I don't think anybody feels like an adult, but you're going into adulthood and you realize like how much your career and your work like comes into your life. And especially over the last year and a half, we're moving on. Like work is now a lot of it in the home. Like people are like, their work is on their laptops. And it is, I think our generation, especially 
looks at work as a purpose, a calling, like those kind of things. So it is very ingrained in who you are and what you do and your life as a whole. So I think this conversation is super relevant because we want this to be a very holistic picture. There was Mm. once a time when the rat race was starting and people had the commute from in the city and back to the suburbs to their home and their work stayed over there and their life was over here. And you just, you went to make money and it was like a very consistent routine and social media, the internet, all these new things are coming in where everything's kind of getting blended. So we're requesting boundaries, but we're like, however, that's not how we want to do it. Like that's not, you know, we are in a place where we realize we can change that narrative. And we're like, all right, we saw how you guys do it. Love that. Not for us, but like power to you. Um, and then we also saw what it was like to work until 9 PM because you couldn't see, you know, a difference in waking up, getting on your computer working. And then all of a sudden you're just on your couch and you've been on your computer for 11 straight hours. We're like, all right. That wasn't it either. That wasn't it either. And now I think people have started trying to take back control saying, okay, now we have all these opportunities to work remotely, to travel, to make this, you know, employees are a lot more open into making work work for you. So I think this is a very relevant conversation. You just went to Italy. You just got back from Italy. Yes. Just got back like two weeks ago. (laughs) How long were you there? I was there for about a month, a little over a month, I think. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about Let's it. Talk about Let's talk favorite. about it. Let's, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, you went for over a month and how did you plan that? Why did you go? What was that like? What did you do there? Did your husband go with you? Talk about it. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Sicily is such an important spot for me. So I actually lived there. It was one of our, uh, duty stations for how long? Yeah, I know. For three years. So I actually was there. Oh my God. It was amazing. I'm so grateful for that experience. (laughs) So grateful. It was just such a blessing to be able to be stationed there. Such an important part of my life aha moments and all of the pieces because Sicily just, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in Sicily. It's, it was a very transformational place for me. And I had just a lot of aha moments and I had a lot of transformation. That's where I stepped into coaching. That's where everything shifted for me. So going back, it was, it was not so much a vacation as it was like a recalibration for myself. Like, I'm like, I need to go to the place where I feel the most aligned and I feel the most centered and grounded to be reminded of all these lessons that I learned because it's easy to get kind of in the, the overly hustle mindset sometimes when we're working or we go, 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 go. And we get so head down. I'm like, I need to pause. And for me, that pause was Sicily. And I feel very grateful that I was able to do that. And I was very, I celebrated being able to do that in my business and go away (laughs) for a month and work from there. (laughs) Yeah, you totally should. What, okay. What, what did you do? Did you, so you did work while you were there? Yes, I worked, but very strict boundaries on that. I have a community space, like I have a mastermind that I run. So I plugged in with them, but I actually took time off social besides just posting all of the food that I was eating, all the things that I was doing, because (laughs) I had to, because people were like, what are you eating? That was the biggest question. What are you eating? Show me, show me your meals. Um, But I planned it to be very much about recalibration and wanted to sink back into the Italian schedules. That's why I went for a month because I wanted to live there again and get back into that schedule because I think there's a very unique schedule in Sicily that it's so- What is that? You're saying the Italian schedule. What is the Italian schedule? The Italian schedule. It is slow, it is intentional, and it leaves room for adventure.
structure and magic. And that's what I love about it. So I guess like a day, a day, I could give you like a day schedule. For yes, 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 yes. Yes. Oh yeah. No, we're all about the details. Uh, these, yeah. Everybody's starting to, it's, I don't know if it's a trend or something, starting to put their to-do list or their like daily schedule on their stories. I live for that. I'm so nosy. I'm like, yes, I want to know too. what minute you're eating lunch. I want to yes. know what minute you're having that eating and what you're doing before it. I'm so nosy. So yes, give us the daily schedule. Yes. And now this is a daily schedule of my time in Sicily without as much work. But the thing is I am incorporating this into my business, which is super exciting too. So I can share more, but essentially Sicily is the schedule is slow mornings. Like there is no rush. There is no rushed morning in Sicily. It's slow mornings. They're intentional for me. That meant waking up like eight or nine o'clock, which is later than I normally would. It's a slow morning and you go right into just intentional breakfast eating. So we'd go to the cafe. It's summertime. So we would get essentially, essentially it's bread and ice cream in the summer, which is so hilarious. There's like no protein, but it's fine. It's still (laughs) (laughs) And you have a nice big coffee and it's intentional. And then during, you know, obviously there for time off, that's when you would have some sort of like adventure time. So for me, that was maybe going and exploring a new place or going to the water, swimming, having some sort of adventure. And then at lunchtime, there's always a reposo, which is very much like the Spanish siesta. You take a rest. It's hot outside. This is when you'd go back inside and you'd rest. You'd spend time with family, quiet time. And then you get back to work for a little bit. And then in the evening, you have these long family dinners where you just sit and you're talking and there's no rush. And that's how you close out. Usually they're very late, hence why you have to wake up a little bit later because they're they're way past my normal bedtime. But slow, intentional days and still with the adventure, still with the work, you still get things done, but it's just a different pace of life. And there's a prioritization on taking care of yourself, on nurturing yourself, on eating, on slowing down, tranquile. It was always so funny. Anytime I was rushed, people would be like, slow down, slow down. It's okay. Slow down. There's time. We're good. (laughs) So it's such a good reminder of that though, because I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get really go, go, go. Oh, yeah. So bad. It's like, (laughs) It's like a, I shouldn't say it's like a disease because that is not the terminology to use in this day and age, but you seriously, like you can't even help it. It's something, it's not something to like, you know, try and fight off. Well, Mm -hmm. it's not something to say, oh, like make sure you don't get it. It's like, it's something to say, hey, you're going to get this. Like you're going to have this happen where you're going to go all like, go, go, go. Burn out. Yeah. Handle it. Yes. It's inevitable. Yes. And I think something that happens too, and I find this in myself, I find this in clients that we start to correlate achievement with exhaustion. Uh Like I am successful if I'm tired and I've worked all day and I'm, you know, I have this feeling of being tired versus no, let's just be so intentional and get the work done in a very sustainable, intentional way and still rest. Because my biggest philosophy in business is that you, the business owner, you're the most important resource in the business, you. And if we're not taking care of you, if we're not supporting you and fueling you, well, the business can't last because you can't operate from burnout for extended periods of time. Yeah. And that, this, this lifestyle that you're talking about, I've, um, I'm trying to, where have I been in Europe? Oh, uh, I went to, I've been to Greece, I've been to Turkey, mm-hmm. Austria and Germany and Switzerland, um, have not been to Italy yet so sad but there there. is (laughs) it's that's that's clearly and I'm like okay and I must 
study this lifestyle because, but for real, like if you have not like really been in a European country that takes on this lifestyle, this sounds very um, similar to when I was in Greece, just yes, talking to them and realizing how, you know, there's so much that we have ingrained in us in like how we think about things and how we do things. And we do not see it until we talk to somebody else and they just have a different mindset. And it's, it's totally eye-opening. It's why travel is so important. I think travel is the best degree you can get. Like think Mm. of every, every like country is like a major, (laughs) like you just check it off. I think it's so important to get yourself out of there and you're going to learn so much more just by going out and talking to people. But this like lifestyle that you're talking about, it is, it's, it's bizarre. I've seen it and I'm, it does feel just bizarre. You're like, how do you guys get anything done? And I think it would even bleed into, you know, again, like how they eat, how they work. Um, I'd be very interested to hear from somebody ingrained in that culture. Like, how do they goal set? Like, you know, when we, as I'm saying, we, as like Americans, we're push hard. Like we're go, go, go. You know, we're, we're, we learned about like Henry Ford and the assembly line and like the go of that whole period. And this is like what we're built from. And that's all we know. And like the hustle of New York is something that's so posh and so trendy and it's so trendy to be like the burnt out worker and the, the go getter. And that's just not, that's not even how they comprehend life they're literally like slow down like what are you doing it's confusing and it's so refreshing because it's such a good reminder to live Mm, like we forget how to live on a daily basis just this um just today I was walking around and I was kind of in between tasks and I knew I couldn't go straight into my other task or it would just turn out shit because I was tired so I went on a walk and I was like okay I I know like I'm kind of in a space where I shouldn't really be doing that task yet. Like I just need a break between my computer. And so I like walked to the kitchen, got myself water. I was like, Oh, like, what can I do? Like, what should I do? You know? Okay. We're trying not to watch Instagram as much anymore. So like, what do I do? I do laundry. I was like, wait, what, what if I just, what if I just don't like, why do I have to, why do I have to do? What if I just don't? Mm, Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm, I just, I'm just going to sit here and sit here and sip my water because I need, I need a break. And I need a reminder that this is living, you know, standing in a kitchen and drinking water, you are still living and you're enjoying in these small moments. Like that's what you're working for. Like you, you know? Yes. Oh, that's what I always say too. Like your, your job, like your job and your business is buying you time, right? Money buys you time to do what you want to do or the flexibility or whatever that is. Like use some of that time, use it, but not just for doing. And I think that we give this in our mind of this, like, I I think it's the difference between the word then and, and so usually we say, if I'm productive, then I can rest, then I can play, then I can have fun versus I can be productive and rest and play and have fun. They're not exclusive. Like we can have both of them. And I think that that's, what's so cool is you can look at Italian culture and say, okay, they are balancing rest and play. I mean, rest and work very well. And can we sprinkle that into what we're doing? We have this superpower of like setting goals and doing things and we've got all this ambition, but also can we, can we play more? Can we, can we be present more? Can we rest more? Because I think a lot of us need that. 100%. And this is all like, it's a lifestyle choice. Like I, I always try to remind like people who talk to me or my listeners that, 
you know, everything that you do is a choice. And yes, there's some things like a lot of times if, you know, if you've got a boss or you're going to work, like my grandfather always called it a game. They're like, you know, Sarah, you have to, it was when I was mad at school, but he was like, you know, you're, you got to play their game until you make, you can make your own. So there's always going to be somebody's game that you're going to need to play for a second, but recognize like where you do have choice and Mm -hmm. you have the choice. You're like, Hey, I'm going to live the, you know, say the Italian schedule, or I'm going to start, you know, doing something fun once a week or anything. This is just an active choice that you're making for your life. And like the concept of like lifestyle design, I think kind of incorporates in this. And that's something I'm so interested in. Because it, it is, it's like, okay, like building blocks, you can build the life that you want. And it's right now. This is coming from the girl who doesn't like goal setting. And I don't, I'm impatient. I'm like, I don't exactly what you said. Like, I don't want to one day, you know, live a life of fun. I'm like, I'm going to live a life of fun right now. Like, yeah. okay, how do I do that? That might be like going outside and like playing Frisbee guys. How, when was the last time you played Frisbee, man? Yes I broke a nail, yes awful, but like Frisbee so fun. And you know, when was the last time you just like, I don't, okay. I tried it. I'm not into this, but like, maybe you guys will have like better luck. I went outside and like put my bare feet on the grass. Mm, not for me. Um, but like, <laughs> but you tried it, you but tried I really it. tried it. Somebody's called it grounding. I didn't feel grounded. I feel that feel a little gross. I'm also felt a little gross. Um, I'm also in South Carolina. So like, we're kind of a swamp. So I don't know, maybe that's like different on the West coast, um, where she was from who said grounding, but like these type of things, you know, we used to go, you remember the concept playing outside, just when was the last time you played outside? That's so weird, but it's all a choice. Like it's all, you can build your own lifestyle. This is why like the, that girl thing and people go on Pinterest and they're putting on these things. They're like, Oh, this is what I want my life to look like. Okay. Okay. Like go, go do, go make it look like that or don't whatever, (laughs) just, you know, but realize it's absolutely in your power. Like it is Mm -hmm. not something that is somebody else's choice. Like it is your choice. My No, I love this to start incorporating these pieces. First it's identifying what's important to you and your values. So yes. And not the meet the Joneses thing. Yeah. Really not like I want to have that morning routine that I'm seeing because I think I'm supposed to want that. It's what do I actually want? Like, what do I envision in my life? What do I, for me, it's like, I say fun. Like that's a priority for you. It's a value too. figure out what makes sense for you and what you want and then find ways to sprinkle it in. And I love that you said, you know, five minutes here, two minutes here. Can we do the task that we're doing in a way that feels more fun? Can I play some music that makes me feel fun? Can I have some more dance parties in my day? Right. Okay. For me, I sometimes cooking is a chore. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do this. I listen to a certain playlist now that gets me pumped up and I'm actually having fun with cooking again. And I'm like, that was such a simple little fix for me, but it was taking the moment to prioritize it and say, nah, I'm not really happy with this. How do I change it? How do I make it more fun? Yeah. Because it's not like you have to cook, like you have to eat to survive. Like, yeah. This we have to say, eat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like these, this is to say like, oh, you're like, you know what job? Not very fun. Like let's not. <laughs> you know? Right. We but, have to do these things. <laughs> yes. But you find a way to make it yours. Yes, you know, you, you yes. don't like lay down and just let somebody else decide what something's going to feel like for you. You know, mm-hmm. you make it your own, you find a way to put your own spin on it and you end up being more successful that way. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then work hard, play hard. When you do have time to yourself, when you're not working, when it's you time, enjoy that time, prioritize the things that are important for you, get off social, do the things that you want to be doing, prioritize your time, like 
be present because I know sometimes a lot of us entrepreneurs, we tend to not shut off the business part of mm-hmm. our brain and we have time off, but mental load, we're still thinking about that project. We're writing that email in our brain. So I always say like, close the door. And when you're not working, just practice being intentional, practice recharging, give yourself the break. Yeah. And it does. I mean, that in itself is like a practice. It takes work. I had, I don't, I have like Voxer on my phone for anybody who doesn't know what Voxer is. It's like a walkie talkie thing, real big in the entrepreneur space I found. Um, and so part of one of my services for one of my clients is that we do Vox back and forth because it's a major communication tool for her team. And I don't know how to make like the notifications only, you know, between like nine and like three, because I don't, that's like my working time. I'm like, this is when I will, I will talk to people. It's not eight and it's not five. I'm like nine to three is really like, this is where I want to talk to people. So I woke up and I, you know, when I got to my phone, I saw that I had a box from the clients and I was like, Oh, I should listen to it. I was like, um, or I don't like, I'm not going to do that. And it, I mean, and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, you just, it's not going to affect you. I'm like, yes, it will affect you. It will affect you in small ways. And then you're going to be answering boxes at 8 PM. And I'm just not about that. So I just waited and people appreciate boundaries. People Mm -hmm. will, I mean, when I was in college, I, I remember like kind of discovering the word, no miraculous and like discovering the word boundaries also miraculous. And when I started saying, no, I'm so sorry, I stopped working at this time or no, I have this you know, thing right now, or, or like to a boss, like, Hey, no, I can't do that right now because you've assigned me to work for, on this. Um, what is the priority here? I can either replace it or move it back later, or you're welcome to assign it to somebody else. But when I started saying this, I thought that it would close doors and it weirdly opened them. It's like this mm, weird phenomenon where people are like, Oh my God, like she's willing to say no, like she's amazing. I think men, my male listeners love you guys. You know, I love you guys. Like we're not anti-men, but you know, there's just some things that are like a thing. So I'm just going to talk about something. So my male listeners truly love you. Don't be offended. You probably will laugh at this because I think you'll know (laughs) because it's something, it's not a male problem. It's a, it's a a common woman problem. Sorry to stereotype. We're going to talk about like general stereotypes. You know, that guy in work who does nothing or like he goes home early and you see these people like excelling, like they're, they're the first, like they don't, there aren't the first ones in the meeting, like take projects or like overachieve, like they do their job and then they go home and you know, you get all mad. They're like, oh, they, you know, they don't do as much as I do. And I'm raising my hand for everything. And yet they're the ones who's excelling. This is what I'm talking about. I'm like, there's, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's a wonderful like study that's been done it, done on it. There's probably like a like name for it. But when you become this person where you can show that you have professional boundaries and you're like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm not. People like start turning their heads. Like who, who is she? What is she doing? I think she seems really cool. And then all of a sudden you're excelling. You're like, I'm so sorry. All I had to do was say no to you. And now I'm moving up in the world. What's happening? Oh, boundaries, the energy from boundaries. I love it. I always like, it's like, it's like being the boss boundaries. It's not even just in, in business. It's like in your life. You're like, no, like boundaries look good on me. I like this. Yeah. And- it's, it, it does feel like almost like you're putting on an outfit. Because yeah, it, you feel like a different yeah. person. You're like, oh, I'm a, like the first time you send that email and somebody comes back and they're like, awesome. Oh, yeah, thank you. Like I had people thank me. Yeah. But I've had multiple times <laughs> yes, where they're like, oh, yes. wow. I really appreciate, you know, your clear boundaries. I really appreciate that. 
um, you know, oh, I need to do this in, in my life. Oh yes, absolutely. I respect like people compliment me on that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm doing something right. And it does, absolutely. it feels like, oh my gosh, like this, I'm a new person. I just put on this new outfit and now I feel a lot more empowered weirdly to have control over my own time. Odd. <laughs> interesting how that works. No, it's but it's so, so true. And boundaries and no, I just, I think it's something we do have to learn. I think we have to unlearn a lot first, unlearn what that looks like and how we are taught to not have boundaries subliminally. And then to reestablish those, especially as adults and say, no, these are my boundaries. This is what this looks like. And I find that I, like you said, things get better. I show up better for my clients when I have boundaries. I show up better in my life in it with my family, with my spouse, when I have boundaries because I'm recharged and I'm the best version of me. So boundaries are empowering. I actually call them empowered boundaries usually because it is, it's, they're empowering, right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I want to pivot the conversation like full onto a different subject because Bring it. you, it. um, had on one of your Instagram posts, you said something about a real estate business. Mm. This is guys do not log off now. I swear I can see in my metrics when you guys skip. <laughs> So it's going to be very interesting. We're all going to hold hands, sit together. If, if you haven't heard about like real estate, it's a really neat thing that you should listen to. And we're going to make it fun. Cause like, how fun has this been so far? You've enjoyed listening yeah. to it. You'll enjoy listening to real estate. It's going to be fine. So I want to hear about your real estate business because I love reading about real estate and listening to podcasts about like real estate investing. This is definitely something that is in Joseph and I's like future and what we want to do. So kind of give it to me. What do you do? How do you start? All the things. I love this. I love that you're interested. I know a lot of people are interested because we want to to take our money and have our money work for us, right? Yes. Passive yes. income's a big conversation. People want to make more money with their money. And that's that's my lens on it. Uh, my husband and I have our, our company together and that's our lens. How do we make our money work for us? How do we build more money? Also love that money? you put it into a company. People you don't like think about that, like running yes. it through. Yes. That's, that's a whole thing. Yes. You Making it a thing. No, yes. Like my husband and I do it together. And that's always cool too. Cause we have, we've learned a lot of lessons too about running a business with, with your partner. We've learned a lot of lessons through that. So we have a small real estate company where we do uh, rental units. So we own two apartment buildings and we rent out units. Um, we do a lot of the management ourselves right now, which can be the less passive side of things. We're actually yeah. very active with it, which I think is honestly, a lot of uh, the way a lot of people start and then you graduate into more passive long-term, the goal would be to be very passive with it yes. right now. It's not that old of a company it's under, well, at this point it's under six years still. So we're still in uh, the young age of the company. And so we do a lot of management ourselves. Um, but the goal is to have it more passive, but it's, it's a great option for growing money with your money. So yeah, I highly encourage people to get curious about opportunities to, create more with their money, whether that's real estate investing actively, passively, um, investing in general. My husband, he's the stocks guy. He does all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that is not my lane. I will stay with real estate stuff, but just getting curious about how you can do that because that's how you can build some really long-term, long-term wealth. Yeah, no, 100%. Like making that, even the term, like making money with your money. That's such an important conversation. We talk about that a lot here and just different ways to do it. Um, so just, you said you have buildings. Yes. I'm, I'm going to ask like super, almost like, may seem like dumb questions, but these are things that go in my head. So like, um, you bought a building. Yes. Like an apartment building. You bought like an apartment building. That's like, you know, not like a house, like a building. How, yes. okay. How did you, did you pl- 
<laughs> did you plan for that? You had to, I'm sure. How did, not did you plan? How did you plan for that to buy a building? Yes. So it just depends. It depends on too, like where you want to be investing. So I, the first stage would really understand like the market and where you want to be purchasing real estate. We purchase real estate close to like where we are, like our hometown. So we know the area very well. We could follow it. We knew real mm-hmm. estate agents there. So get curious about areas that you'd want to invest in, get curious about, you know, what rentals rent for, how much property is. You can start to do a lot of that preliminary stuff. Like years in advance if you wanted to, just to prepare. If oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then the biggest part is just raising the capital, whether it's yourself, savings, whatever that looks like. A lot of people sometimes go in with um, partners to just get that, you know, first down payment so that you can purchase the property. And depending on the size, it can be a commercial property or it can be um, residential. A lot of first, um, first time inventors do things where they actually buy multi-unit buildings and they live in one of the units themselves. That's a yep. great that's a, a that's a huge um uh, method that i've read yes. yes especially for multifamily because you can get a bigger yeah. you know you can get up to like i think a four size in that capacity so getting curious about where you want to do it and getting that research done beforehand diving in uh, i love bigger pockets that's a great i don't know if you're yeah oh them. yeah yeah, getting in there and getting curious about where you'd want to. And then if that is something you want to do, starting to sort of put money aside for that, for the down payment part of that. Did you were at this time, were you also working on your business? Were you doing that at the same time that you were buying your first buildings? Yes, I was growing my Hot. business and we were, oh my God. we were busy. We were busy, but good busy good busy. And it was good. I had a teammate in that. I had a teammate. So we were able to split things up and we both have different, um, different strengths, which is great. So, um, like I am more of the, the face and the customer service, so I can manage more of the tenant side of things and the communication. He's the, he's the Excel guy. So he's, he's the one figuring out the deals and doing the math and all of that sort of thing. So we can kind of, um, flex and take on more responsibility or less depending on our needs. And he's great too. So he'll, we kind of manage each other's schedules and we try to have at least weekly meetings where it's like, okay, how's next week for you? How busy it is? (laughs) Who needs to like take lead this week? (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Helpful. So yeah. How, how many years would you say did it take from, Hey, we kind of want to do this to purchase of the building for us, probably around probably around one to two years for us, but we did have planning beforehand. We had been saving for investing for a little bit before gotcha. that. And it was just, where do we want, I where see. are we going to put this money? Where do yeah. we actually want to put it? So, yeah. um, but the sooner you can start kind of thinking about these options and starting to, to plan for that. Um, yeah, you can start to open the door to that well before you're even ready to to make a oh 100% no we've talked about that and like I've read all about like burn you know we talked about like multifamily or doing like a single family unit or like you Mm -hmm. can do these buildings or just um like all these type of things it gets so interesting um and I I like that you guys kind of started this is something that I'm like I mean most of my interviews are quite selfish because I'm like I'm asking questions that I'm interested you want to know I want to know and I think my audience will be interested in it too but I'm probably going to go back to Joseph and be like, Hey, like, let's talk about, cause we're very open with like the money conversation. Um, like we know we want to be together for the future. So it's just something that I think it's important to talk about. And so I'm like, yeah, like let's, I like that you guys start an account 
saying, we're not sure where this is going to go yet, but we know that this is going to be important. And then we could kind of divvy that up later. Another like, detail question, because these are the things that go through my brain. Um, what kind of account did you put that in? Did you put that in an investment account or like a traditional savings account? Because I am like looking at trying to move things around right now. And I'm even kind of looking at, it gets like very technical with taxes because mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I really want to save it for a car. I really wanted to put that in like an investing stocks account. But then Joseph was like, Hey, taxes. And like, you're going to have to pull that out in a really small amount of time. Probably it's probably going to bite you in the butt. And I was like, crap. Um, so what did you guys, what did that look like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. I actually wish Josh was here because that is definitely his lane. He is, <laughs> that's his favorite. He nerds out on all things with the money and organizing it. So he would be a better person to ask on that. We should have about. you both on. We should we do should like have a part two. Yes. Maybe, maybe that will be, this will be like a little, like almost, um, little, yes, a little taster of, we're going to yes. do a part two, bring you guys in talking about you know, running a business together and the real estate. And, um, you, I mean, you look very young. So I'm like, how do this when you're young? Yes, I am. I'm 32. Yes. I was like, I don't, she could not be over. Like, I was thinking like, she might be 31, but like, I don't know. Yes. So, and that's what we had these conversations like early on. So it's something that you can start talking about now. So for us, most of our money was savings because we've gotten more on the stock investing side later on. So most of that did come from a savings account, but future wise, I actually want Josh to talk on that more in what he would recommend people do because he would have a better understanding of that because he does uh, do a lot of stock investing um, and options investing. That's like his lane. So he might have some really good advice around that in particular, but I would say, getting curious about the mindset around your money, making money, even opening up that mindset and starting to get curious about that, starting to have that conversation with yourself, with your partner, just to start seeing like, what are the possibilities? What are the options for that? Um, Because there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And you can start thinking about that now. And then the opportunities will start to present themselves. And that's how it worked. Because as soon as we started actually talking about it, it was like, okay, well, actually, here are some options and this, this came up and this came up. So keep the eyes open. Keep the eyes open. I love it. Oh my God. This has been so great. I want to, I'm trying to remember to ask this question in my interviews. I know I didn't do it in the last one, but it is something I want to end on this note. Um, a question. So thinking of your life today, Mm -hmm. thinking of where you are, what you've accomplished. I hope that you are very proud of yourself and everything that you've done. What is one thing or could be multiple things that made that attainable? Mm. Ooh, such a good question. I love this. Okay. Curiosity for sure. Yeah. Curiosity, giving myself the permission to just get curious with myself. I think a lot of the self-work is what made that happen because I was definitely living on autopilot and just going through the motions and doing the things. And I was being very much led by, like we talked before, the supposed tos and the shoulds. My decisions were being made from that. What I was doing, how I was spending my time was really like autopilot. Like, oh, I'm just going along the way I'm supposed to. But pausing to get curious about yourself and what you want, what you want your life to look like, what you want to feel every day, giving yourself the permission to just turn inward and get curious with yourself. Like that to me was the game changer because I started just really asking myself these, I started coaching myself. I started asking myself these questions and I was so amazed at like what came up. I got to know myself. I really just didn't know myself. So curiosity for sure. And as as fellow science. Yes. (laughs) 
trained, like get curious. Yeah. Even just asking questions. Like when yeah. I've worked with coaches and I have a particular client that's really good at this. Like when we talk, even if we're just talking as friends, like she, she asks really good questions and she's been very successful. And I know a lot of that success is because she, she knows how to ask questions. So even having that skill of, of asking yourself just questions, the question, what do you want? Why do you feel this way? Like being very active, saying it out loud because internal conversations get very messy and I don't know what's going on up there, but they never come out. Right. So I'm always like, say it out loud, you know, be willing to say, you know, maybe sound a little stupid, but you'll be very surprised what happens when you just ask. Yes. Yes. Get curious with yourself, get curious with what's, what you like, what you don't like, like just be willing to just be so honest with yourself and in your life and just be like, I know we say communication and generally we think of communication between us and a partner, but also with yourself, like be willing to say, I don't like this. Like this, this isn't working for me. How do I shift this? Or I really like this and I want more of this. Like have open communication with yourself. Yeah. Not being on autopilot. Yes. No autopilot. And I think that for me was the biggest game changer. And usually we assume it's going to be like this strategy or this thing that I did, but it's, it's literally just getting to know myself and in learning about myself and learning to trust myself, uh, learning to trust myself. So I can make decisions, um, bringing it back to science, also willing to experiment and try. I think we get sometimes stuck on the, the trying part, or we get stuck if we fail at something, but like failure is part of the process. It is part yeah, of the 100%. process. Failure is, is, it's how we learn, right? Science experiment. We've got to have results. And if we don't take action, we don't get results. So just keep, keep trying and you'll fa- your failures will be a part of, of the whole thing. And you'll look back on them and be like, oh yes. Okay. I see. I see how that played into this. I needed that. I needed that moment. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being on here. I knew this interview was going to be so good and it was fantastic. Where can people find you when they listen to this? They're like, she's really cool. And I need more of her. Come hang out with me. I'm on Instagram. That's my favorite. Um, under Abby Lynn, uh, underscore is a little line is coach. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Abby Lynn coach. Come hang out with me on there. I'm a big communicator, talker, DM me, say hi. I love to get to know people. So, um, come hang out with me. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We're here every Monday. Um, I believe that we drop at 6 a.m. So we're there for your work drive. You're one of the early risers. Um, if you liked this episode and if you made it to the end, we're going to do something really fun. What emoji should they put on our, I, we post something every Monday to say, Hey, the episode is up the last, um, Instagram post. What emoji should they put on there? If Ooh. they made it to the end. Mm. I love that lightning bolt. That's my favorite. A lightning bolt. Okay. Love it. We're going to put a lightning bolt. So if you made it all the way to the end, put a lightning bolt, um, go comment on the last Instagram post and put a lightning bolt. So that we know that you did because you're amazing. Of course, you guys know how to support the podcast. Go like rate review. If you're on Spotify, please download the podcast. And if you're on Apple podcasts, please go leave a review and say something nice about how lovely and pretty I am and how you love listening to the podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.